Welcome back to another episode of No One Cares. They really don't. No, they don't. They never do. My name is Corey, and with me as always is my co-host, Zach. How you doing today, Zach? Doing pretty well. Doing well. It's a nice, beautiful, sunny day out there. Sunny in 75. Yeah. It's probably way hotter than that. Yeah, it's a little bit warmer. It was in the 90s yesterday. Mm. But this is a podcast about the weather. No, this is a podcast about anything and everything. That's useless (laughs) and no one cares about. No one cares. So today, I thought, since this is something that we both really, really care about and watch all the time consistently, we could talk about Star Wars, just a kind of brief overall overarching opinion on the saga and spinoff movies in general, you know, the whole universe. And we'll get more specific in later episodes, I'm sure. I'm sure people will be clamoring for a prequels episode. Yeah, where we, we we like, full-on review the prequels. Yeah. Um, I... What are you grabbing my fiancé's notes for? Did you put that down? Okay, I was actually going to... I invite you to my home, and then you just start grabbing things off my desk. It was a piece of paper, and I had an idea. (laughs) What if we do a quick power ranking of all the Star Wars? Well, we can just do that in our head. That's easy. Okay. Okay. So, off the top of my head, Empire Strikes Back. Best one. Uh, let's start from worst and go to best. Worst to best. Okay, so the worst is Attack of the Clones. Okay, for me, the worst is uh, Last Jedi. Do you, you think Last Jedi is worse than I, Attack I, of the Clones? I, I, that is the only one um, that gave me visceral anger while watching. Okay. I, I was with my friend Jake. So we saw it in theaters. It wasn't, I think it was like the day after opening night. There was an entire, the, the scene on the ship where uh, Phasma is about to, like, mer- like uh, execute our, our heroes. Yes. And then a big explosion happens, and Phasma then enters from the other side of the room through yeah. the smoke very dramatically. I remember uh, distinctly whispering out loud profanity to myself in that movie. Um, <laughs> another thing is... Where Finn is driving, and these these critiques have been way way overdone and uh, talked about endlessly. But well, what is Star Wars yeah. for except for, for getting critiques. way too in depth in critiquing? Yeah. Um, when Finn is throttling his little pod racer thing, gonna it, sacrifice himself yeah, at the end, and then uh, that girl that I can't even Rose. remember her name. Yeah, um, somehow even though he's throttling it all the way. Yeah comes up from behind him going faster than he is and then takes him out. Cuts him off, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, things like that with that movie. Um, well, also, here, here's the thing. I can forgive The Last Jedi a little bit more, not because of plot-wise, but simply because of set design. Yes. Because at least they're, those are actors talking to actors. Yeah. Whereas 90% of Attack of the Clones is actors talking to tennis balls on sticks in front yeah. of green screens. Well... I, I have, see, I have a different, I, I, I agree, yeah. as far as just a general film, Attack of the Clones is not good. No. Um, I have a different opinion, though, which brings me to my next ranking, next to worst, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones gets the nod over Last Jedi for one reason, and one reason only, it's so bad it's entertaining. That is fair. It has yeah. some very entertaining moments in that movie. I mean, everyone talks about the sand scene. Yeah. It, that's like Tommy Wiseau level of it's, just bad. Well, it's like a 1950s sci-fi serial bad. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, this is bad, but I understand where people could have enjoyed it. But it didn't come out in the 50s. Yeah. It came out in freaking 2001, 2002, something like yeah. that. Ridiculous. 
Um, what's, what's your next to worst? Okay, next to worst is see. So for me, it's Attack of the Clones, then Last Jedi, and then I'm going to have to probably say uh, Force Awakens. Okay. Yeah. Huh. See, I would, I would, I would. And then Phantom Menace above Force Awakens. I see, okay, I, I have those inverse. I have, I have, I have Phantom Menace. But we agree those four are yeah, on the, the bottom. The, the bottom, yeah, that's the bottom four. Yeah. Um, Phantom Menace. It's worth noting that when that came out, I, I was six years old. Yeah. I, I went with my dad to see it. It was a big like thing, and I thought it was the most awesome thing. I loved pod racing. It's the first movie I remember going to see in the theater. Um, Phantom Menace. Mine's George of the Jungle, but no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. Um, uh, Brennan Frazier. I want to rewatch that. <laughs> I well, bet it's that. not good. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but Phantom Menace, it, it kind of holds like a special place in my heart. Of course. But if you, I tried to rewatch it recently. And it's like, oh gosh. I mean, the, 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 the introduction of midichlorians, not, no. Let's take this mystical thing that doesn't have to make any sense that we've already bought into for 30 plus years yeah. by George, George Lucas, and let's just make it a scientific reason, because why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they've, they've sort of moved away from that. They do not mention it anymore. Yeah, um, though, here's, here's episode seven. What do you think Ray's midichlorian level is if she's able just to wield a lightsaber with, you know, no restrictions and suddenly a sword fight? Can fight Kylo Ren at the end of the movie? Well, see, I like Ray's character because as of right now, she is no one. And it's just, it, it, it gives this purpose. It, it harkens yeah. back to um, A New Hope when it's like, you just think Luke is, I mean, and even until. You know, Empire, no one knew Luke yeah. was the son of the most evil person in the galaxy. He had all this power in him from birth. So Rey's just, you know, this person. She just has this power. And that, you know, anyone can be a Jedi. Anyone can be the hero. Which is yeah. why I think it touched a lot of young kids' hearts in the beginning. Was because yeah. it was like, that could be me. I could especially, you know, you had the, the, the kid, the farmer boy that could see himself as yeah. a Skywalker. You, you, you had the that, girl that liked to dress... To wear dresses, but she was also tough, so they could see herself as a princess. Well, yet. there's that scene at the end of um, the Last Jedi with the kid in the casino with the broom that, like, oh yeah, yeah, like, picks it up. Like, that was like the um, backdoor intro to Ryan Johnson's yeah, trilogy. That's not happening. The, the 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 Les Mis esque, yeah, raising yeah. of the broom. Yeah. Um, okay, so Phantom Menace. So we've ranked them for me. Bottom four. Yeah, there's the bottom four. Yeah. Um, so after um, Phantom Menace. The next best one is probably um, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, okay. Here's where we're going to differ. I have Solo next. Okay. Oh, so we're doing anthology. I mean, there's only two of those. Okay. Might as well throw them in. Okay. So you'll put, yeah, I will put, I would, I put Solo below. Above okay. the minutes, yeah, below. You know, we're in, we're, we're in these are the middle. Yeah, really, sure. Solo is kind of its own tier because I think everything above this is I actually a good movie. Right. Um. So, yeah, Solo's in pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun romp. Yeah. When you look at Alden Alkenright, which is the guy that played Han Solo, does he look like Harrison Ford? Does he talk like Harrison Ford? No. But within the first 10 minutes when I was watching yeah. that movie, I was like, okay, I have to understand that this is not Han Solo from A New Hope. This isn't the, the yeah. suave space smuggler that we know that's this, this, you know, this rough and tumble kind of badass yeah. guy. He is a kid. Yeah. And then I really loved watching him go from, um, where was he, uh, not Coruscant, what planet was he on? 
Karelia? Was that what it was? Sure. Sure. He was on the planet, and then he left, and he joined the Imperial Navy, and then, like, I loved seeing him in war, which, you know, where he meets Beck's yeah. crew and all that stuff for the first time. That was really cool. I was like, okay, well, this kind of gives a little bit of backstory as to why he is the way he is. Donald Glover as Lando. Best part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic Lando. I, I, Donald Glover is another one. Anything he touches, I'll... I'll I'll give it a shot. Fairly good, yeah. You were saying the, last week, I remember, because I was I listened yeah. to the podcast like sixteen times to edit it. Yeah. You were talking about Channing Tatum. You have a Channing Tatum rule. Yeah. How you'll never see anything with Channing oh, yeah, Tatum in it. it, it I have one that can probably challenge that rule for you. Okay. Logan Lucky. I've never seen it. You, it's really good, and I think you'd like it. I mean, you got Adam Driver in there. You got Channing Tatum, who, who does pretty well, and then you have um, Bond. What's Daniel it? Craig? Daniel Craig is in it, yeah. And he plays like this southern, really high-pitched, kind of sassy guy. It's pretty good. Hmm. It's uh, the same guy that did the Oceans movies. Hmm. I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, yeah. I just, that popped in my head because you were talking yeah. about your movie rules. So, but Solo, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll match you on that right Solo, um, let's see. And then, now here's, I guess we have, what's left? The original trilogy, Rogue One, and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Those are the five we have left. Yeah. Uh, this is the sort of the tier where they're actually good movies. I think if I have to make the top five. Okay, I just want to go top five right now. Go for it, yeah. Five, uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, four, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Three, A New Hope. Two, Rogue One. And uh, my number one is Empire. Of course. I think that's everyone's it's, number one. It's the best Star Wars yeah, movie. It's, it's yeah, it's the best. Um. I'm going to have to, I'm going to alter that list a little bit. I'm going to put, it's Revenge of the Sith, then yeah. Return of the Jedi, then um, Rogue One, yeah. and then A New Hope, because it started it all, Yeah. and then Empire for me. I um, I mean, and it's, a lot of it, you know, it, it's subjective, and I mean, the reason I think... I no, it's, it is not subjective. <laughs> you don't agree with this list. You are banned forever. No, banned. you can like whatever you like. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, you know, someone out there is like the Last Jedi is the best Star Wars film ever made. Good for you, man. I'm gonna cool. walk away. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. I'm glad you you found entertainment. In yeah, that. you're allowed to like what yeah. you're allowed to like. Um, that being, I I think my rankings. A lot of people might disagree with me having Revenge of the Sith so highly. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoy that movie, even in rewatch. I can, I can probably quote more of that movie than any other Star Wars movie. I think the reason that you and I like, and probably people around our age yeah. like Revenge. I was, I was or, 12. Yeah, exactly. We, of course, we had seen the original Star yeah. Wars, but then, like you said, you were six when Phantom Menace yeah. came out, which means I was like four or five. Yeah. So. Like, like I said, it's the first movie I've ever seen in theaters. I fell asleep in the car. I woke up as Obi-Wan and um, Qui-Gon are on yeah. that ship, and then their ship gets blown up. I remember waking up in the theater yeah. and seeing this explosion and just being like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And then I loved it. I was six Jar or five. Jar Jar was amazing. But so you started out on Phantom Menace, and then you got Attack of the Clones. So you're growing up on these movies. Yeah. And then Revenge comes out. And if you watch now, it's not a good movie. No. It's really not. But there's so nostalgia that most I can quote to have the first two before it, and then you're like, okay, well, this is actually serviceable. Yeah, we see it as a good movie. Yeah, I, I can quote. I can quote the you know the whole Mustafar scene. Um, I, I actually I gotta I gotta have, give a shout out here to my friends Jake and Matt. We I I just seem to remember my senior year of college. 
uh, us three and our friend Steve sitting in our apartment. Jake, Steve, and I all lived together. Um, Matt was over, and we were watching it. And uh, Matt took on the role of Anakin, and Jake took on the role of Obi-Wan. And the entire movie, every single line, they just said it in, in unison with uh, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. And it was, yeah. it was a beautiful thing to watch. It was like live theater in my apartment almost. <laughs> Um, Did you know Owen McGregor is his uncle is actually in the original trilogy? Really? Plays Wedge. Huh? Yeah, Wedge Antilles yeah. is Owen McGregor's uncle, and he called him. He's like, "Hey, I got this offer to do Star Wars," and his uncle, "Don't do it." So he said, "Do not do this. People will hate you. You will ruin your career. Do not do Star Wars." And Wedge was like the most universally loved character. Exactly. And yeah. maybe aside from Porkins. Right, Porkins. <laughs> I love and then it. Porkins to an empire. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in uh, The Force Awakens, they had like a fat guy. Yeah. It's yeah. Sort of like. Uh, well, because The Force Awakens is, is a new, a new hope. That's that's another reason why it's so low on my list. It's, it's the just, same it's movie. It's the same movie. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff in that movie. Yeah. There's a lot of not so fun stuff in I that mean, movie. spoiler alert if you're super far behind. Um, of course, Han yeah. So- it, spoiler for all Star Wars Han Solo dies. Uh, in the movie. Um, but and, we knew that was coming because Harrison Ford hates Star Wars. Yeah. Um, that was a cool moment, I think. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Funny story about Force Awakens, yeah. though. So I saw it opening night. This is it. I anticipated this movie for two years before coming yeah. out. Me and uh, my college buddy Harrison, we watched that trailer. Named five... after Harrison Ford, by the way. And I think it's an old family name. Shh. <laughs> oh yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry. He is. <laughs> we hey, watched Harry that trailer five times a day for weeks. Like we would just, put, I was like, I'd get out of class, go to his room, say, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Nothing." I was like, "Do you want to watch a Star Wars trailer?" And we put it on. We were just slow motion in reverse, whatever compilation yeah. breakdowns. We were watching them, and so I drove down to Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. the day it's coming out. We bought our tickets. We're going with his buddies. We parked the car, we're getting out, we're walking into the theater, we're seeing the second showing of the night, we're going to the 9 o'clock showing, they had one at 7. We're walking in, two guys, I'm in the back of the line, nobody has to stand behind me, two guys walk past me, and he goes, I can't believe Kylo was their son the whole time. Yeah. So for months we've been speculating about, is Kylo Han and Leia's son, what's going on there? Two, ten minutes before I'm about to see this movie and get an answer, two guys walk by us, and I turn around and I go, are you freaking kidding me, man? Yeah. And the guy's like, what? You should have expected people to spoil it coming out. I was like, no, you should have expected people going to see the movie, and yeah. not, anyway, what a jerk. Um, I, my friend Jake, who has been mentioned a lot on this podcast, um, he, I remember we, we were in the theaters to see uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. And they showed, that was when they first showed The, the Force Awakens trailer. And then I remember sitting next to him and all of a sudden, the, the, the you know, that pan out of the crashed... Uh, Tide sh- Fighter. Yeah. And then... That's like how yeah. it opens. And then, then all of a sudden I feel there's something on my hand and the next thing I know Jake's just holding my hand and like <laughs> has this like, like, like excited look on his face like I'm like... Okay, man. And then I look over at his girlfriend sitting on the other side, and he's holding like both of our hands. <laughs> he's sitting, he's sitting with me, just like, like a little kid, uh, like <laughs> in a candy shop. Like he was so excited. And then I think, um, no, I didn't see it with him. 
I actually saw The Force Awakens with uh, Joe Norman and Emily Wilson. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's who I saw with for the first time. And uh, I remember coming out of there just thinking, like, well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was a I mean, movie. It, it, well, it could have been worse. Um, I when I when they started it, and I'll tell you the moment yeah. I hated The Force Awakens. The movie starts. Poe Dameron is on. Yeah. It's not even Tatooine. I thought it was Tatooine. What is, it's Sakar? Sure. No, I don't. We don't I even am, know what this I'm, I'm terrible with Star. Well, okay. We're supposed the original, to be super fans. Yeah, I know. Um, the original trilogy, I can name every planet. Mm-hmm. I can name most of the planet in the prequel trilogies. The new stuff. Know where they are? Well, because it's the same thing. It's like, how many more desert planets am I supposed to remember? It's like, yeah, like on the new movie, uh, in Last Jedi, it's like obviously not Hoth. Right. It's like Hoth, but, but not, not Hoth. You know? Well, because it's not snow. It's technically like, like that salt crystals. Yeah. And then that guy like licks the ground. And why? <laughs> this is space, man. That could kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but so the the moment I knew I hated Force Awakens was. Uh, Kylo Ren comes down to the planet and uh, Poe Dameron's running off and then like he like they shoot the blaster shot yeah. and then Kylo just stops it and I was like now I'll kind of come around because they've done it in other yeah. things and I was like okay that's kind of cool like when I saw it I was like that's cool but to me I went that's not Star Wars well if, if, if he can do that how much more powerful does that make him than Darth Vader and Darth Vader supposedly being the most powerful person in the entire Star Wars universe and I've never seen him. Do, I mean, the most we've ever seen from him is when Han Solo shot at him in Empire, yeah. and he kind of just, like, deflects it. Yeah. But he never stopped a bolt midair. And I went, I, I crossed my arms, and I didn't uncross the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. And then BB-8 gives that thumbs up at one point. And, and then that was really Luke's good. just not in it. He's just not in it. Man. Um, I still like the alternate ending that would have pissed everyone off. But she shows up. And the hand reaches out, but it's not Luke Skywalker. It's Nick Fury, and the Avengers initiative needs <laughs> her. Like that would have completely changed my opinion of the entire Just movie. Just tie it all in together. Yeah, like I, so many people are so mad, but I think that would have. It's a galaxy far, far away, yeah. a long time ago. They, okay, with the Marvel, they've established time travel now. Fair. And they've established, they can go pretty much, they, I mean, they're in, I mean, freaking, um, they, they can go in, like, heaven, you know, like, they yeah. Can, well, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they're in Valhalla, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's... What else is there? Yeah, I, I, they can make it to the Star Wars Hey, universe. you bring lightsabers into the Avengers, and I'm all game, man. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I, I feel like that would have been phenomenal. So, yeah. like, this outrage... <laughs> Because, I mean, the, I can't imagine the Star Wars fan base would be too happy about that. Well, how much how much more mad could they have been as compared to how mad they are now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was in a pre-Ryan Johnson world. Yeah, that's fair. People are so mad at Ryan Johnson. But it's like, Abrams didn't do much better. It's like, hey, finish this. Yeah. But we didn't give you really much of a starting point. Right, yeah. Um, what, what really shocks me is that Disney didn't when they started making these movies, they didn't have a plan. Right. Like, they didn't have a storyboard, which, you know, writing 101, yeah. you you don't just start writing and see where it goes, mostly. Right. Especially you not when you know you're going to do a something, trilogy. Something this massive. Yeah. You need story beats that you need to hit. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, then you, you can know, break those down into same, sagas. Same, really, same problem with the ending of Game of Thrones. Right. Where I mean, they had story beats, but the story beats from the books are different. Well, this, from... this is how I, this is how I think it went. For Star Wars, it was like, look, we need to bring Star Wars back, and then they worked from that point on. Yeah. They didn't plan it all out and then say, okay, now add depth here, add depth here, add depth. Yeah. Game of Thrones D and D. What they did was. We need to end here. This is how we needed to end. Yeah. Let's write it backwards. Let's yeah. Let's figure out how to get to this point. And right. They they skipped a lot of character development. A lot of character development. But Star Wars. I Star Wars fans are probably the most angry. Mm-hmm. I, I put I put Star Wars fans as like hardest to please at number one. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, pro wrestling fans as hardest to please number two. Okay. Um and. Number three, uh, Ghostbusters know. fans. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, but that movie was just bad. I haven't seen it still. Um, it's 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 just not a good movie. I mean, I but we I, like all the women that are in it. Yeah, you know, Kate no, McKinnon is one of my favorite. You know, when I heard uh, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, I'm like, oh, that could be a good movie. Exactly. And then it just just wasn't. Kate McKinnon, I don't I don't know. She's so she's great on SNL. Yeah, great. Very versatile performer, but the movies she's done haven't been good. Well, she's just she's generally just a character actor. In most yeah, things. but she does it for the chick. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, using another recent SNL, Kristen Wiig has done some great work. In your opinion, <laughs> in my, have you seen Skeleton Twins? Yes, I love that movie. Mm. It's okay. I, I really enjoy it. Just because it's dramatic doesn't make it good. <laughs> I. I thought it was great. Yeah, I that means, like you said, problem. like what you want, you know. Yeah. But for me, you know, Kristen Wiig, like Bridesmaids, yeah. a bad movie. I enjoyed it when I saw it, but I was uh, not of the right mind. Okay, I understand <laughs> where you're going down with them, them college days. Yeah, I saw it in college. Is is a little leave it. That's at. that's where you put it. Yeah. All right, we drifted a little bit here. Let's get back to the Star Wars. To, um, to Star Wars. Now let's let's talk about this. Do when, when we talk about Star Wars, when you yeah. say you love Star Wars, mm-hmm. do you love the movies, or do you just love the universe and all the possibilities within that universe? Universe, absolutely. That's that's me. A, a thousand percent. I think that's the way most Star Wars fit, because it's such right. a robust thing, and uh, I think everyone sort of has their like opinion of the universe yeah. and, and what it should or shouldn't be, which is sort of the beautiful thing about it. But when, you know, a lot of times they do things that don't align with what most people think the universe should be, that's what people get mad. Um, that's the thing, because it's been around for so long now, and for the majority of the time, you know, 83, 86 was the last one? Um, 83, yeah, 77, 80, and 83. Yeah, 83 was the last one, and then there was a gap until 99. Yeah, so... So people had all that time to fill the universe with what they liked and what they wanted and what they thought it should be, along with the extended universe novels, you know, as they call them now. It's not the EU anymore, it's the, um, it's not canon, I can't remember anymore. Legends, this was called, called Legends. So people had all that to fill it in, and then they bring in... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> when Disney bought all the socks and yeah. stuff, everyone was like, wow, it can't be worse. And then... They, he, they can't make it mess it up any more than George yeah, did. and then they kind of did. <laughs> oh, they made it way worse. Yeah. Because at least with George, it was like, look, I'm going to give you a movie. Yeah. You can watch it for five years, and then I'm going to change it. And you're like, that's fine. You know, whatever. I'll take the changes. 
They're not good movies, but you know, they're at least for kids, I could say. Yeah. Now I don't know who these movies are for. Yeah. Like it, they're not good, but they're also not specific enough to a certain demographic. It, yeah, it, it, it's like they're trying to please everybody, I think. With exactly. Movies yeah. there by by in turn pleasing no one. Right. Well, kids are going to love it because it's something flashy to look yeah, at. Just the know, same reason we love Attack of the Clones when it came out. Yeah, and, it, and it'll push merch and, you know, star uh, lights, little, little fake extendable lightsabers. Oh, man, since ever since the toy deal came out after A, a yeah. New Hope, which was originally just Star Wars, I mean, George Lucas really understood, okay, this is where I make my money, making toys. Yeah. Everyone in the Star Wars universe has a toy. I mean... Think about the most random person in a Star Wars saga anywhere, and Captain they have Mundy. a toy. Who's that? He's one of the Jedi in the original trilogy. One with the oh, the one... really tall head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, he has a toy. All the Jedi's have multiple toys. Yeah. But I'm talking like, so you remember in the Space Cantina? Yeah. After Obi Wan cuts off Pig, Pig Nose's arm, mm-hmm. or not Pig Nose, the other guy's arm, Pig yeah, his friend. If you look around and just all the people, like, their reaction, you know, they kind of look up and then they just go back to their business because it's Jedi business and they're not concerned with it. Every single person in that shot has their own toy and a name and a backstory. Like, it's absolutely See, that's insane. what I'm talking about, the robust universe. Right, it, yeah. It is a robust universe. Um, and I think that's sort of the same thing with the recent, like, Game of Thrones backlash. So they had this robust universe yeah. and they didn't really make a robust ending for it. No. Um, it's like you've introduced me to hundreds of characters over eight seasons, nine seasons, yeah. and now we're going to focus on just the Starks. Like, I get it, it's been the Stark story, but there's a lot more people that we Yeah, what about. about Dorne, you know? Right. What about the Iron Islands? Right. Um, but anyway, we were digressing, and I... <laughs> you keep getting me off topic, Zach. Yeah, I know. It's easy to do. It is. And it's really easy to do. It's just easy for me to... Get off topic. <laughs> well, like I said, we have so much stuff on our hands. Yeah, and then, really I mean, well, I was also about to say an example of who did this right. Yeah, <laughs> robust universe is Harry Potter at first, but now J.K. Rowling's like retconning everything. Everything and like everybody, no. Well, here's the benefit of book to movie. Yeah. Last thing, we'll get back to Star Wars. Yeah. She wrote the Harry Potter books. They were edited. They were produced. Yeah. They were read, and then they were turned into movies. Yeah. She's not doing that anymore. She's not writing a book, and the people can go, okay, well, this works in a movie. This doesn't work in a movie. We'll change this. Whatever. She's just writing the movies. Yeah. And apparently, like I've seen the first one, and it was okay. Like I, it, I kind of yeah. enjoyed it. But the second Fantastic Beats, apparently, it's all exposition. Like there's like 15 minutes worth of action in the movie, and the rest is just people standing around talking to each other, explaining things. It's like that works in a novel. You know, yeah. a full chapter of people standing in a hideout talking to each other. But 30 minutes in a movie, you know, people are going to leave. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. I saw the first one. I've seen the first one. She also wrote, like, a really awful uh, stage play. The Cursed Child? Yeah, that like, is also just is bad. Anyways, I think this is, you know, wait, let's tie this back. You know who else did that? George Lucas. Question. Of the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. What is your least favorite retcon? Or maybe not least favorite, but what is, in your mind, the most ridiculous retcon that was in the prequel trilogy? Okay, this isn't... Can I count deleted scenes? Yeah, sure. Okay, so in The Phantom Menace, Anakin, Annie, Annie, is yeah. building his pod racer. Oh my god, is your answer about to be the same as mine? Greedo? Yeah, where he's... Yes, that was a Greedo! Greedo. <laughs> that was about to be my answer. Greedo's buddy. So there's a deleted scene where it's after the pod race, or it's like right before the pod race or whatever, 
and Anakin and, and baby Greedo are like pushing each other around and fighting. And yeah. Anakin's like, why would you say I would lose? I'm not going to lose. And then Greedo's like, you know, space language, space language. Yeah. And then Qui-Gon comes up and he's like, what's happening here? And they're like, you said I was going to lose. And he's like, well, are you? And he's like, no, I'm going to win. He's like, don't, who cares what Greedo has to say? And then they walk away and then somebody's like, Greedo, you better watch out. Or you're going to get in trouble one day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's, see, that was actually about to be my answer to that question. I'm so I, glad we shared yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was about to say, <laughs> well, when Anakin's buddies with Greedo. Like, uh, <laughs> Darth Vader and Greedo. You know, or just buds. Yeah, They're just they, friends. Though I guess just a little bit of different. different. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of Greedo, in before it became the expanded universe, and now where before it became legend, when it was canon, do you know where Han Solo got his vest? Where he stole it from Greedo. He stole Greedo's girlfriend and his vest, and that's why Greedo hates him so much. <laughs> That's why he shows up in the cantina, because he's like, was like, I need someone to go get Solo, and Greedo's like, well, I'll do it, because he stole my woman in my vest. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you have a different answer, even though that is my answer. Um, yeah, what's your second favorite? Uh, least favorite, uh, or I think just the entire Jango Fett story on Get him, Dad! I, I, that <laughs> drives me crazy the whole time. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, I assume you've seen Star Wars and you know what we're talking about. I mean, those of you don't, um, honestly, at this point, I, I feel like they'd have turned it off if, <laughs> if they hadn't seen Star Unless Wars. they just like us. Yeah. So Boba Fett, uh, you know, the bounty hunter that gets Han Solo in the original trilogy, in this in the prequel trilogy, the Jedi build this clone army, and like the person that provides the genetic material for the clones is this guy named Jango Fett. And so all the clones look like him. If you're looking at a clone, you're looking at what Jango Fett looks like. And so when he does that, he's like, okay, I'll do this for a little bit of money, but also I want a clone that doesn't age super fast into an adult. I want to raise him as my kid. Number one, really weird. Why would you want to raise yourself as a child? Yeah. Super crazy. But so then they retcon that, and at the end of Clone War, Attack of the Clones, Mace Windu chops off Jango Fett's head. Yeah. Boba Fett, baby Boba Fett, is holding the helmet, and then you look up, and you're like, okay, this is where Boba Fett gets the armor and everything, mm-hmm. and just, he goes from this mysterious, badass, kind of, you know, unknown character in Empire, to this complete idiot <laughs> in Return of the Jedi that gets swallowed by a Sarlacc because Han Solo accidentally smacks his jetpack. Yeah, that that's that's I think that's one of the reasons why Return was so low on my list is just the sheer amount of slapstick. Just but accidents. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it slapstick. Yeah, it, it just was like it. That was the first one where it was like obviously four kids. Yeah. Well, it had teddy bears at the end. Yeah, I um I mean I think that episode of How I Met Your Mother where um. Barney has that. Uh, oh, he know he can tell, tell how old, old you is. by by how they feel about Return of the Jedi because if they're younger than a certain age, they like the Ewoks. If they're older than a certain age, they hate the Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> Barney, that's what that is a comedy mean? character from the 2000s that it could not exist today. No, I mean he the show went on pretty late. And he always yeah. was kind of the same guy, but if if they hadn't started in 2005, no. there was no chance that no. character was going to be. They, yeah, they couldn't do that today. No, absolutely not. But I guess they kind of got a pass because they're like, you know, Patrick Harris is gay. Yeah. So, you know, he can talk about women like this on TV. Maybe, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't, I just don't think no. that you could do that today. 
Speaking of retcons in Star Wars, though, what I absolutely hate are the re-release special editions. Oh, where like editions. Han didn't shoot first? Right. Yeah. So, my grandma had, like, all of the original released VHS of the original Star Wars, like, when they came out years after they were released in theaters, because, you know, you didn't used to just go buy them right away. So, she had the original release. She showed me those. I, I watched those, and then when I grew up and was old enough to remember, like, after Phantom Menace came yeah. out, I rewatched them, but they were the updated special editions. And so I'm sitting here watching these movies, and I'm like, I obviously don't remember any of this, because I was like, well, that didn't happen, and that didn't happen. Why is there a Jabba the Hutt scene all of a sudden in this, in A New Hope, when you don't even see Jabba until Return, you know? And then the Han shot first thing, all of the added assorted aliens and creatures at the beginning when they're going to Mos Eisley's in the New Hope and then the whole club scene in Jabba's Palace where like that alien is singing. God, like I, it really shook my world for a long time until I was about 13 years old and I learned that there were multiple versions of the Star Wars yeah. movies because I was really just like shaking my core like, wow, I thought I loved these movies but I have no idea what goes on in them apparently. Mm-hmm. But then I found out, I was like, wait a minute, he changed them? Well, now I don't feel so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I just, we had the old, like, original editions of VHS yeah. growing up, so, like, I, I never saw the remade editions until, like, later on, and then it's like, what is this? Yeah. This was, why, George why? Lucas? What was the point? Because he all, but he, he claimed, like, I've seen The Empire of Dreams, which is, like, the whole making of the original yeah. trilogy documentary. Yeah. And he talks about how he's like, this, this... These are the things I always wanted to do. I always wanted to have these things in the movies. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't at the time. So I waited 10 years till CGI was, you know, born. Mm-hmm. And then I added them in so it looks terrible. And I think he, he did not understand why people love Star Wars. Yeah. He was like, oh, they love them for the big <laughs> creatures and the goofiness. But we love them because it was, at least now, because there were real yeah. sets and there was this, you know reimagining of it's all this, these... I mean, you gotta look, in 1977, there there wasn't anything like that. No. There, there wasn't this vast, mythical world. I mean, there's a reason that, despite Tolkien being the biggest fantasy writer ever, yeah. that his movies didn't even count until 2000. Yeah. Because you couldn't make those. Couldn't. Um, I, I don't know, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy, I've seen the movies, but I don't know if there was an early adaptation. There is a cartoon yeah. of The Hobbit, but that's okay. it. Like, there's, there's a reason why, despite that being the biggest fantasy series ever, yeah. it wasn't made until later. That vast, fantastical worlds just weren't a thing. Yeah. I mean, other than like, Star Trek and... Right. Maybe Planet of the Apes. And even then, you're doing that on a TV budget. Yeah, and like, I mean, you, you those sets are just Western sets. You yeah, know? they're just reused Western yeah. sets, exactly. And Planet of the Apes is looks okay for the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's full of terrible acting, because acting back then was everyone stood around looking at... It, it looks like middle schoolers doing a play. They're all it, well, just standing around looking at nothing, and then their line comes up, so they step forward and scream a little bit. Well, I think part of it is... TV was still a new medium back then. Right. And these are all stage actors. Yeah. And stage acting and film acting are worlds apart. Completely different. You, you Finding your spot on stage and finding your spot while like being filmed are 
totally different thing. I mean, we both been on stage. You done film. I've been in front of a camera you, once. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 will soon have an IMDb page. Hopefully, that'd be from, great. Uh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, My Brother's Crossing. Yes. Um, your 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 you bit of fantasy there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I so backstory. I have been acting since like I was in sixth grade. And I've done a lot of stage productions. Like Zach said, we've been in a yeah. few different shows together. His mom has directed me in things. He's directed me in things. And recently I had an opportunity to audition for a movie. And I did out in Franklin County, Virginia. I did it. I got the part. It's just a small, like, two-minute role in the movie. I, you know, I went out and I did my shooting. I was on set for, like, three hours one day. So I got to break into the business, I guess. You know, I got a little introduction into what making a movie is. And even though it was just brief, it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. It was a cool way to, to see how the process works, how the sausage is made. It gave me some insights because I love the movie industry, and I would like to try and maybe get into that. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it's based on this accident that happened in this area a while back. A guy died on a motorcycle. The guy's brother pays the guy that hit, hit him, pays his court fine. Anyway, he wrote a book. The book got turned into a movie. It's this low-budget Christian film <laughs> that's coming out in the next around Christmas or Thanksgiving, I think they said. So... You can be the next Kirk Cameron. Look for that. I, you know, he's got money, so, you know, <laughs> anything that helps. Sure, I'll do it forever for money. <laughs> um, anyways, move, moving on. Um, but yeah, no, TV acting and movie, film, film and stage acting are totally different. Yeah. Like, I mean, finding your spot in front of a camera stuff. And so, in, I think in like the early TV and stuff, you have stage actors that, and they didn't know how to get people to find their spot in front of the camera as well. I mean, you look you look at those guys. I mean, Andy Griffith got to start on stage. Right. Um, that that's the first one that Burt Reynolds got to start on stage. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, and then and then he was uh, he played an Indian in like a in one like a John Wayne Western or something. <laughs> Burt Reynolds played a Native American. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, the racism of Hollywood. Oh uh, yeah. That's insane. I, I got a show on Netflix that I think you should watch that we'll talk about later. Okay. That I yeah. think you'll, you'll really dig. Um, but so anyway, so yeah, so acting on stage was different from acting yeah. on TV, and then no one had really made giant kind of mythical worlds before. Exactly. So, I mean, imagine being like a 13-year-old kid, 12, 13 little kid in the theater you're really not sure what you're about to watch and you see that well you see that this, star wars trailer yeah. and it's like coming to a theater near you yeah and it's just it's the logo just creeping in slowly and it's just the guy's like a battle from out of this world characters like you've never seen before this is yeah. the star wars and everybody's just like whoa and it shows, like, the footage in, like, the letters of the movie. Mm-hmm. And kids were just freaking out because they'd seen Flash Gordon and things. And, like, this is going to be it. This yeah. is, there has not been a movie to express who I am or what I like, but this yeah. is, this is And it. then, I mean, you know, Luke really is, like, the ultimate underdog. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like an orphan. Whiny baby. little bitch that he is. He's yeah. the ultimate he's underdog. The, I mean, you know, you watch it now and, like, I was, I was going to go to Moshi Station and get some power converters. Yeah, Tashi Station, get some power converters. Yeah. I mean, you, you watch that now and it's painful, but um, he was, a lot of teenage kids, that was what they had to relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, and... I got to get out of home, this hometown. I yeah, got to do what I want to do. I mean, you know, 
They had they had Luke Skywalker in the Ramones, man, and that was about yeah, it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, and, and you're just introduced to this amazing, sprawling yeah. world, and no one knew that anything else was coming. Yeah, the first one. I mean, George knew because you know, like we were talking about earlier, mm. he sat down and he said, "Okay, this is my idea for a story." Now, I can't put this whole story into one movie, yeah. so let's break it up. So he did, he's like, I'm going to do a, a trilogy. And then the trilogy, when he had it planned out, was way different than how it actually turned out. So he made a new hope, and he's like, okay, now it's time to start working on And stuff changed. He omitted things. He changed things. He put new things in. And then we got the trilogy that we got. Yeah. Not fantastic, not 100% by any stretch of anything, but very entertaining, very concise. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The second one, I mean, it's a trope now to yeah. have the second in a trilogy where the heroes don't win, but Empire was the first kind of movie to be like, look, you're walking out of this theater without a win. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be happy at the end of this movie. In your opinion, is the original Star Wars trilogy the best movie trilogy? Of all time? Of all time. Oh. It's, it's top five for me, but... Well, you're, I mean, you're, of course you're leaving out, I mean, you can't just... Count the Karate Kid trilogy. <laughs> the Home Alone trilogy. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. You're right. The Home Alone trilogy. Right. Home Actually, Alone 3 was not Macaulay Culkin. Karate Kid isn't even a trilogy because there's four of them. Yeah. Five counting the Jaden Smith one. I haven't even seen it. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> Star Wars isn't my top trilogy. What's your top trilogy? It's The Godfather. But they're not good after the first one. Well, the none se- of the Star Wars movies are good. So uh, I mean, the second, the second Godfather movie is phenomenal. <sighs> But it's not as good as the first one. No, it's not, but like what sequel really is okay, Back to the Future 2 is better than Back to the Future 1. Back to the Future, that's another top five trilogy. Back to the Future is the be- better than the st- original Star Wars trilogy, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, so no, Star Wars can't be the best trilogy. It just can't yeah. be. It can't be. It's created a lot, but it cannot yeah, be the uh, best trilogy. Lord of the Rings. Uh, as much as I'm not like I mean, I think it's okay. Good like, God, but that takes six hours to get through. More. Just six hours a movie. Yeah. Like eight hours um, to get through. The Unfinished Gods and Generals Trilogy. What? Okay, now that's a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a complete joke, just so you know. Um, so in ni- the early 90s, they um, came out with this movie called Gettysburg, about the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. It was about three hours long. Um, Robert Duvall plays Robert E. Lee. Okay. Uh, Stephen Lang is Yeah, I know Gettysburg, yeah. yeah. Um, well, then in the early 2000s, they released a prequel, per se, called Gods and Generals. And it was a five-hour-long movie about the three years of the Civil War leading up to Gettysburg. Who thought that was a good idea? I, I, Who wrote and directed this nonsense? Um, and then, evidently, they were planning on doing a like, sequel movie um, that was going to cover after Gettysburg. And it was going to take a full trilogy about the Civil War. Were these characters that interesting? No. I mean, you got a lot of, like, pontificating. Like, you got a lot of... The fields will be littered with the blood of our dead, but we shall <laughs> march on for the glory of so the it's, union. So it's a Ken Burns Civil War yeah, documentary. Yeah, I mean, with basically, which, uh, that being said, Ken Burns is the greatest documentarian of all time, but <laughs> I guess. Ken Burns is number one, Morgan Spurlock is number two. <laughs> okay. um, well, I'm, I'm going to see who wrote Gods and Generals. Uh, but yeah, it's a four hour, four to five hour long um Gettysburg prequel. Just to hear you say that hurts my soul. Director's cut, 280 minutes. Oh my god! Why? Four hours and 40 minutes. Jeez. You ready for these numbers? Budget, yeah. 56 million. 
That's pretty bo- low budget. Box office, twelve million. <laughs> <laughs> it lost like forty million dollars. Yes, yeah, Stephen Lang as Stonewall Jackson, Jeff Daniels as Joshua Lawrence <laughs> Chamberlain, Robert Duvall as Robert E. Lee, um, Kevin Conway as uh, Buster Kilrain. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh, oh, he was he was in he was at the Irish. He's in one of the Irish brigades. Oh, North. okay. Uh, C. Thomas Howell as uh, Lieutenant Thomas Chamberlain. I can't do it anymore. It uh, hurts. Stop. Jeremy London. No. No. <laughs> so we've established Star Wars is obviously Wait, not the best trilogy because yeah. the Gods and Generals trilogy, is... unfinished, is the best trilogy. Ted Turner was in it. Okay. <laughs> Ted Turner played a Lieutenant Colonel. The, the, the CNN Ted Turner. Yeah, like yeah. The owner of CNN and the Atlanta Braves played... Well, he must have produced it or something. Yeah. Like, I want to be in Well, okay, thing. he's an Atlanta boy. You know, he probably was like, the Civil War needs a movie. Yeah. When it's, it, I mean, I think as far as wars go, probably the most boring war to, like, make movies about. It's as war, as yeah. so, like, yeah, I, I just feel like a bunch of guys just walking in. Well, after they did the Denzel Washington movie about the black soldiers yeah. in the Union, I mean, that's the most interesting part of the Civil War is... Yeah. Those African Americans that get they yeah, have to exactly. fight for their freedom. That's yeah. the most interesting part. Yeah, yeah, you, and they you, did it. So you, you can't just make a five hour movie about the first three years of the war. Oh no, but, because no one the people are going to see that because it is Civil War related. But the movie's not about the Civil War. It's four hours about all the characters that are going to die at the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. It's three hours about the, you meet their love interest, you meet their kids, you meet their they're gay lover that they're not allowed to talk about because yeah. it's, you know, the 1800s. So, and it's all that, and then an hour of Gettysburg. It's like Pearl Harbor. Yeah. A terrible oh, movie. Oh, Pearl a Harbor. terrible movie. Oh, don't talk about... Oh. Whatever happened to Josh Hartnett, by the way? He's still kicking out there. Oh, by the way, okay, so this was written, uh, The Gods and Generals Shirley was written by a guy named Ronald, written and directed by a guy named Ronald F. Maxwell. His thing ever? Uh, he did one movie since Gods and Generals in a 2013 film called Copperhead about uh, a New York farmer in 1862 who is an anti-war Democrat who... Uh, <laughs> Who, who, who the southern states? Uh, this, okay, I'm not gonna read the So whole this plot, guy but, yeah. is a Civil War historian. Basically, he's big on the Civil War. Um, yeah, he also did the Parent Trap too. <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, sure. That, like Gettysburg, Gunsville, Copperhead, and The Parrot Trap 2. The superior of The Parrot Trap movies. No, I don't know. I've never seen it. We got Let's bring it back to the Star Wars. Oh, he did a movie called The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia starring, starring Mark Hamill. Oh, God, no way. Starring Mark Hamill and Dennis Quaid. How do we do this? How do we bring it back to Mark Hamill and Star Wars? You, you baffle me. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> now I have to leave all of this in. I can't take any of it out. <laughs> there has to be 15 minutes of us talking about the Civil War. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, no, Star Wars, the original trilogy, is not the best trilogy. Oh, okay. What other good trilogies? So, let's... No. Let's talk about George Lewis. Let's talk about okay. the director. It just... Bad, right? Like, awkward. He doesn't understand people. He doesn't understand storytelling or emotion. 
I don't know. I felt pretty emotional watching Howard the Duck. I like Howard I the do Duck. Too. That, I do too. It's it's not good, but I like no, Howard I, the Duck. I you know I watched it um in college and it was sort of like one it's of those on my movie shelf right there uh, on VHS. It, it, was, it was sort of um one of those deals where like well you know we're Star Wars fans let's watch this and we were all saying like well it's not that bad except for like the weird bestiality the stuff. Weird duck sex scene yeah, yeah where she like pulls like a condom out of his wallet yeah that's... but it's not even wrapped i don't know like i'm not gonna talk about that movie yeah um, that's a that's a stuff that well, what about american episode. graffiti i like american graffiti like, that's, that's his directorial thing yeah exactly and it, it's it's very different from literally everything else in his career well, because like i said star wars you don't like these characters it, the originals a little mm-hmm. bit the prequels you don't like anybody but in American Graffiti, you you like these characters. Yeah, well, you relate so, to them. But again, then again, that was a pretty big name cast for the time. I mean, yeah. Ron Howard, Harrison Ford played. He's in it for like 10 minutes, you know yeah. what I mean? But he wasn't big at the time, not until after Star Wars. But that cast was a lot of big people. So, in my opinion, that was his cast carrying the writing rather than the director getting the performances out of the cast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then he had that weird student film about, like, breaking out of a futuristic prison, which apparently is no good. And then, notoriously, he, he finished Star Wars, and before it was saved in the editing, which, of course, everyone, yeah. if you're a huge Star Wars fan, you know that it was saved by the editors. Yeah. He showed it to, like, Spielberg and, like, all of his film buddies that he went to school with, and they said, do not release this. Do yeah. not make this movie. It is not good. Like, everyone told him it was bad. And then he looked at Steven, and Steven was like, kind of just like put his hand on her shoulder and was like, you know, shrugged his shoulders and was like, hey man, there's other movies, I guess, you know? And then he hired the editors, and of course his wife, his first wife, was an editor on it as well. So like those two famous guys, can't remember their names right now, and his wife saved the movie. Because there's like, there was a good 20 minutes in the start of Star Wars where Luke is just hanging out with like his buddies. Yeah. On Tatooine, and like he looks up in the sky and he sees the battle going on between like Princess Leia's ship and the and the cruiser. Yeah, they cut all that out. That doesn't even exist, you know, like on a special edition or anything now. Like it's just gone. Yeah. So yeah, that's how they say. It. So George Lucas is just not good. No, and he only directed he directed A New Hope, and then Lawrence Kasdan direct, wrote and directed uh, Empire. Yeah. And then I think he did most of. Return. It feels very Lucas. Yeah, and then he did, of course, all of the prequels. There's there's a lot of scene swipes. Yeah, which was which was added in the first one because yeah. they had no transitions that worked. Yeah. With what Lucas had filmed, it was kind of just like it ended. And then, like I think in the the, the early movies, it kind of added to the charm. Right. But then in the prequels, it was like they started spamming them. It was like, it felt like you were watching a PowerPoint, almost. Well, at most, let's talk about the original, at most you're focusing on two stories. Yeah. The first one, everyone's kind of the same story. Yeah, you get then, a little bit of Princess Leia on the side. The second one, it's pretty well shared between Han, Leia, Chewie, yeah. and then Luke on Dagobah with Yoda. Yeah. Third one, they're all basically back together again. You're not really switching back and forth that much. You get to the prequels... Every freaking character has their own side thing going on. Yeah. And I think that's another problem with the new trilogy is, like, everybody just has something going on. Yeah. It's too hard to follow. It's constant scene changes and swipes. And then I think also in the new trilogy, there are these characters that are treated 
almost with like reverence, but they're like small characters that don't really matter. Right. Um, the the one that's popping into my head is the alien that runs the bar that's played by Lupita Nyong'o. Um, whereas they go... Maz. Maz, yeah. Maz Kanata. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't really know anything about her, but, like, everyone's like, ooh. Well, that was one of those things that... Disney's a business. Yeah. First and foremost, they understand how to make money. They said, leave a gap, a, a pretty good, decent-sized gap between Return and this new one you're doing. Yeah. And then... Don't like introduce characters, but don't explain anything about them because then yeah. we can use that thirty-year gap to fill with video games, comics, yeah. and TV shows. So Mass has shown up in some of the comic books. She was in, I believe, Battlefront Two. You go to her bar on that planet, Whoa. and like you, you learn some things. But right, like you said, they introduced her. You're supposed to like her. You don't know who she is, but that was so that they could. This is why you love her, you know. Yeah, I, I, I just. I, yeah, I just, like, a lot of stuff, like, that happened in the sequel trilogies. I didn't trust her when I first met Maz in Force Awakens. I saw her, I I didn't trust her. Because she was, they were presented her too much as a buddy-buddy. You're supposed to like her for me to be like, okay, well, that's too much. There must be something going on here. Yeah. They're trying to force me to buy into this character before I know anything about her. It turns out you were supposed to like her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, well, here's, here's, here's something to do, too. Star Wars video games. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about video games. Um, let's, let's talk about Star Wars video games a little bit. Do you, do you have a personal favorite? The, any of the Lego Star Wars games are... Except for Force Awakens is a bad one again. When they first started doing the Star Wars Legos games, yeah, I played the mess out of those games. Like You could not get me off the console. I love the Star Wars Lego games. Okay. I am a huge Knights of the Old Republic fan. As you should be. Also a fantastic game. Both of them. I mean... I, I like the story in the first one better. Yeah. Um, but I you sort of have more freedom in the second one. The only thing I hated about that game, and probably the reason I never actually beat it, yeah, was because of the turn based combat. Yeah, um I mean I can see that being a turn off or some. I've always despised turn based combat. I'm sure if they were to remake it and give it more of a even like a basic like Batman Arkham game combat yeah, system. Yeah, sort of combat system. I I that that that's a lot of spread money. The Arkham combat system is, I think, in our lifetime, probably one of the most revolutionary well, I mean, game designs. This new Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4, just refined it, basically, right. um, and added like web stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I, did you ever play Star Wars Bounty Hunter for like the GameCube or PlayStation um, 2? Yeah, I think I think that was a blockbuster rental. That was oh yeah, you we were in the game. I, I think that was a blockbuster rental for me, so I don't remember like absurd amount. It but. was it was a Django Fett centric story. You played yeah, as Django I, Fett. I remember so, it. Yeah, yeah. That was, was pretty good. Yeah, um, Star Wars Pod Racing. We just played that the we other did, day. Yeah. And actually, it's been like a year yeah, since, we played, <laughs> since we picked it up. But yeah. you don't forget that game, no. that's for sure. Um, the, the, see, there's there's actually two. There's the original one. Right, for the 64. For the 64, which is like the hardest game. Yeah. No, seriously, like, you bump into something explodes. You like, blow that's, up, that's, yeah. that's, that's the game. And then they made that's a sequel. That's pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they made a sequel for the PS2. It's like Recharged or Extreme they, or something like that. Yeah, uh, Revenge. Revenge, yeah. And like, it's about like, Sebulba goes into exile. <laughs> And then comes back. Oh, so there's a whole story. Oh, there is. Like, you play through it, and, like, you you, you try to, like, defend off Sebulba's comeback. <laughs> like, Sebulba's, like, dominating. Like, Are you kill playing him. as Anakin? Uh, you can. He's one of the playable characters we can choose. Okay. Whomever. You I can gotcha. play as, like, Odie Mandrell, or, um, 
any of the other announced guys from the yeah the, the, well um, a, a point to George Lucas being a terrible filmmaker that entire pod racing scene yeah. from Phantom Menace is like stolen from like some Dutch stop stop motion movie that was made That's like part of the whole movie right like so <laughs> there's like I can't remember my buddy Harrison showed me this and of course you know I'll put the link in the description after I find out yeah. what it is of the video so if you're interested in this please go look it on YouTube or Reddit. There is this like Dutch film and stop motion, and it's uh, there's a scene about a race in it, and they're just racing cars. But when you watch them side by side, it's literally everything. Like you know, in Phantom Menace, how that one guy like starts up <coughs> his pod and then it doesn't work, and he's just stuck there, and then it blows up. Yeah, that all happens in that like literally, it's a shot for shot remake of he just stole that entire thing from an old movie. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So exactly the best part of that movie, Stop. not original. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing with Phantom Menace. You know, you, I feel like there was in the original trilogy. They could have done more with Darth Maul, and I know they brought him back for the Clone Wars and stuff. But I feel like for that trilogy of movies, there was more that could have been done with the. Character I think Darth Maul should have existed through the entire trilogy. Yeah, because I mean, you had Darth Vader through the entire originals until the yeah. Emperor came in, and you know, the third one. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, I mean, I get there were you know you still had Grievous and Count Dooku and. Did you though? Because Grievous was in. <laughs> Was in uh, Revenge for 10 minutes, and then Dooku was at the very end of Attack, and then he was killed at the beginning of Revenge. I, I just, I feel like you could have, I mean, maybe kept Dooku, but you could have gotten the three of us and just kept Darth Maul in that yeah. role. Well, I mean, if you hadn't killed Darth Maul, there would be no reason for Dooku. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, one thing, I, I, an addition I really like that wasn't in the movies, but they added to like the cartoons and the comic books, Asajj Ventress. She's the blonde one. She has like the curved oh, yeah. double lightsabers. Like she, the dual yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, she's really cool. I like her. So if they had done like a Darth Maul, Asajj Ventress, yeah, yeah, video back to video games. What other video games? Oh, did you ever play the Force Unleashed Star Wars video uh, game? Uh, no, I've been meaning to pick that one up. They're good. They're a lot of fun. I enjoyed yeah. them. I, the only complaint I have is the the lightsaber combat. Yeah, you're not really chopping limbs off. It's rated T for teen, so there's not like blood or gore or anything. It's it's like you're whacking somebody with a stick. Uh, you know, like they'll die, but like you're not like you're not seeing saber cuts and stuff yeah. in their armor stuff. And then there's one in the second one, the Force Unleashed Two. There's a moment where you pull down a star destroyer. Yeah. Like you like pull it down, and like in the trailers, everybody was like, "That's what everybody was excited for." They were like, "We're gonna get to use the Force." It's just a quick time event, and it takes forever. You're like you're tapping the button, and he's like pulling it down, and then like you have yeah. to let go of the button because there's stuff flying at you. They have to chop yeah. it in half, so you've lost thirty feet. So you have to bring it back down and yeah. you get a little bit farther past where you were. And you have to let it go again and cut the stuff up. Real annoying. Real annoying. Yeah, um, that I think that's up there with what, what Resident Evil is it that it's like nothing but quick time event. It's just an entire game. I don't play the Resident Evil. Games. I've only played one, and it was that one, and it soured me on the entire series. I, I've just never been a big zombies game type of guy. Like I don't play Left 4 Dead. Last of Us was Paradise good. Lost or whatever that's called. That was more for the story and. The Last of Us, you said. Yeah. I don't really qualify as like a zombie movie though, or game. I mean, yeah. rather. Yeah, you're right. It's it's really about the characters rather. Yeah. It's kind of like how The Walking Dead started. You know? Yeah. Great Oof. comic books, though. Like, I have the first They just finished. Right they there. just, like, wrapped up and, like, didn't announce that it was going to be the last one. Yep. Funny story. Robert Kirkman, the guy that writes the yeah. Walking Dead comic book and also helped on the show. Yeah. So, Image Comics, the company that um, produced The Walking Dead, he came to them when he was a young guy and he's like, hey, 
I want to do this story. They're like, ah, oh, we don't really like zombies. We don't yeah. want to do a zombies comic book. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's aliens. And so I'm going to leave like subtle little hints in the first issue, and then in the yeah. second issue we'll introduce that it's not zombies, it's actually aliens. It wasn't aliens. Yeah. He just said that so they would produce his comic book, and then uh-huh. they kept like, hey, Rob, when the aliens come, he's like, oh, yeah, nah, decided not to do that. Yeah, but they were selling at that point, so... Right, exactly. That The Walking Dead is like the only comic book where each subsequent issue sells more than the previous issue. Yeah. So like issue if two... only their great. ratings were like that. Uh, that show... Uh, garbage, I, hot I, garbage. I stopped watching. Um, I, I distinctly remember where I just remember going, "This is terrible. I'm not going to watch this anymore." Yeah. The episode where they Glenn goes under the dumpster. Yeah. Even though it was like obvious that he was going to die. Yeah. Then he just goes under the dumpster and somehow makes it back. And like, three episodes later. Kill him. Two episodes and later. Then, yeah. I, the that was just that was it for me. That, that was. Great. That was way too much, like, I stopped shoot, watching after they shot Maggie's sister in the head for no reason. Oh, yeah, they did Yeah, that. they're just running out of the hospital, and that like, she's getting away anyway, but that lady's like, No, I don't want you to leave. Bang! With, uh, yeah, with, with uh, Everybody Hates Chris was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Everybody Hates Chris, the actor Everybody Hates Chris. I don't, do you know what his name was? No oh, fucking so, Yeah, he was, he was, he's Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's real. That's a real shame, man. Cause Terry, everyone knows Terry Crews Terry from Crews, that show. Yeah. Terry Crews carries a picture of himself in his wallet from that show. So he, every time he opens it, it looks at him. He's like, "Don't spend money." <laughs> yeah. You know, he was a he was in the NFL. He was. Yeah, he was in the NFL. And didn't he have a stint in pro wrestling as well? No, he didn't have any pro wrestling. But he he was in the NFL. I don't think he did pro wrestling. But okay. he was in he was definitely in the NFL and like left after a while because he just said like the people were too mean. <laughs> He's a big sweetheart. Like, he's yeah. a really like sweet guy. No, that's like on Brooklyn Nine Nine. They say that he's like the closest to his character. Yeah. Out of everyone on the show, because it, it's just Terry Crews. Right? Yeah. Being Terry Crews. Like I love people in yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, can that be your catchphrase of the show now? Um, I love people in yogurt. Yeah, but that's already Terry Crews' catchphrase. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> like you know. I don't... It's already a catchphrase. I want to make a sticker and just have that on my car. I love people in yogurt. And look at like Terry Crews' face. Yeah. I'm sure that exists. Probably. When, when we're finished with this, I'm going to check like Etsy or something. It's and for Terry Crews stickers. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can like, put Terry Crews' face. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk favorite characters of all time through Star Wars. Favorite. I feel like most of this episode has not been Star Wars. We got me t- Terry Crews, the Civil War. <laughs> Um, so, who is your all-time favorite character from Star Wars? Jar Jar. Um, yeah. <laughs> Misa, your favorite character. Misa ruined all the movies. I, I wish they would just like bring him back for like a cameo. And just kill him. <laughs> yeah, like, that'd be great. Um, that'd be some fan service. Well, he was he was on the ship, you know, in yeah. in um, the Last Jedi when yeah. the ship blows up and then Princess Leia does Super Leia through space. He was on that ship and he just blew up. You just didn't yeah. see it. Yeah. So he's dead. I, I hate it. Super Leia. Super Leia. so mad. Um, favorite cat. I mean, it, it, it has to be Darth Vader. I can respect that. Um, Mace Windu is up there. Gross. Uh, I, do not dis- I do not agree with that one. Uh, I feel like it, it has to be Vader. Yeah. That's good. I mean... Great character. Yeah. You, now you're talking Vader just as Vader, or are you talking Vader as in like Anakin and Vader rolled into one? Um, if they did the story arc better, probably that. But just yeah. 
Vader. Okay, because he becomes Vader. Technically, yeah. I'm going to get technically here just to piss you off. He becomes Vader at the end of Revenge. Yeah. And then, he kills, and then he kills a bunch of kids. Yeah. I mean, the 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 scene... Well, I mean, even even in, like, he's in the armor at the end of Revenge. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that, the... And then Hayden, they're like, we're going to get a tall actor to do it. And Hayden Christian's like, no, you put me in that armor. And then he couldn't walk in it. Yeah. And also, that's another retcon they changed in the trailer... Darth Vader's hands are down here by his side, yeah. strapped to the tri- table, and then in the movie, George Lucas changed it so they're up here, and he just breaks off like this, and it looks really bad. Yeah. Well, uh, that's another another retcon was uh, when at the end uh, when he sees the ghost at the end of uh, Return. Yeah, it's Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today when yeah. I knew we were doing this episode, and I was literally thinking about that scene. Yeah. Who the f? Was Anakin Skywalker before it was Hayden Christensen? I don't know. Was it just a Darth Vader standing there? No, it was just a random guy. I remember remember it. It was like just some dude. That was like... Just some young looking dude. Yeah, because that one changed way later. Yeah. Before the special... Because I'd always watched, even though the special edition had things changed, at the end, it was still just that random guy. Yeah. And then I went back after Revenge. I was like, I want to watch, you know, the originals. And I got to return, and I was like... How the fuck is Hayden Christensen in this movie? Pardon my friend. Yeah. How the hell is Hayden Christensen in this movie right now? He he had always been there, you know? So, yeah. I don't know who that guy is. I'll look it up after the show. Yeah. Uh, just we'll did. let you know next episode who it is. <laughs> Watch it be like Dustin Hoffman or something. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is Anakin Skywalker in the post-credit. See uh, Thomas Howell. See Thomas Howell. Uh, Ralph Macchio. Lawrence Fishburne. Names. We can all say names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so your favorite character is Darth Vader. It, I, I think it has to be. Okay. I think my favorite character, and this is solely because of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Yeah. Not the new series, which is like the 3D animation. Yeah. I'm talking about 2004, before Revenge of the Sith came out. They did that Cartoon Network two-part yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. an hour apiece. I think I have those DVDs. Okay, yeah, me too. Or I used to. Those were great, right? Yeah. That was a great story. I yeah. think that story's way better than the Attack of the Clones we got, or the Clone Wars yeah, we got now. With the what? 3D animation. Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. good, though. I still like some yeah. of it. But anyway, Kit Fisto. Okay. Because there's a whole, like, 20-minute segment of one of those episodes yeah. where it's just him fighting underwater, and he, like, rips his shirt off, and he, like, dives in the ocean to fight uh, the calamari. Yeah. And uh, goes in there, and he's just got this giant... Like he's got his green lightsaber and it lights up underwater and then yeah. he he like rides like this giant sea snake like he is a badass Jedi man and then they just two minutes of continuing in Revenge of the Sith and he's dead they just kill him like that yeah well okay so is is favorite character that restricted to the movies no you can, whoever you okay want. Darth Revan Darth Revan from Which, Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, he's the one that has, like, the semi No, that's Darth, that's Darth Malak. Okay, they're brothers there, right? No. Okay. Um, so, confused. are you ever going to play Knights of the Old Republic? I'm to, if, if not, I'm about to spoil something major for you. Well, I've played both of them, I just never beat them. Oh, you never beat them? Yeah. Okay, so, you know how the whole thing with the first one is you're looking for Darth Revan. Right. Big twist. You are Darth Revan. Like, that's the big reveal at the end. Your Darth Malak, who was your apprentice, tried to kill you, but uh, he just gave you amnesia, and you were, like, found. See, okay, so the whole story is Malak and Revan are Jedi. Yeah. And then they, like, sort of went to fight the Mandalorians, 
Okay. And, like, something happened at war, and then they were, like, kind of fed up with the Jedi Order, so they fought on the dark side. Right. And they become, like, the Sith Lord Apprentice. Malak, is he the one... Revan's the one that establishes the rule of two? No, that's Darth Bane. Yeah. Okay. Malak is the one with, like... He got, he got like, the bottom half of his mouth blown off, which is yeah. why he has that, like, thing on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's, like, slowly revealed throughout, and, you know, you can make the options to light or dark, of course, while playing through the game. Um, and then the end is the old... The, when you go to fight Malik, he's like, Revan, you come to meet me. And yeah. you are Revan. Like, that's the big reveal at the end of the game. Wow. I think Revan is, might, might be my favorite, yeah. That's pretty cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just remember, you know, running through subways and trying to find security That's cards. like the, the, the very beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The worst, no, no. Knights of the Old Republic 2 is you, like, you wake up on a ship, and, like, mm-hmm. no one else is on the ship. It's just you and this woman. Who turns out to be a Sith Lord, but that's later in the game. But the, your first like two hours of gameplay is just you running around on the ship, and it's like the most boring intro to a game ever. Well, this is so Knights of the Old Republic one. I put it in, and I played it for a good long while. Yeah. I said I'd never beat it. I probably made it through about I'd say fifty percent of the game. Yeah, sixty percent. Did you get lightsaber yet? Yes. That's like the most rewarding thing. Yeah, I had the lightsaber. Yeah. And then in the second one, um, I turned it on. I was like, I hope there's no turn turn based combat in this one. Turn-based combat, I turned it off. I didn't play it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, no, why? Make it better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's also like 2000. Yeah, you couldn't be too great. As a kid, I was like, there are other games that let me move when I want to move. How come this one won't let me? Yeah. But because it was such a massive game, they couldn't include all the mechanics for yeah. pre-based combat as well as... Yeah, I mean, it's like the early Fallout. It was made by the same people who made the early Fallout games. Bethesda? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bethesda made, uh, I, I know for a fact they made Knights uh, of the Republic 2. Cool. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, alright. Did you ever play the Obi-Wan <laughs> Star Wars game? It was just called Star Wars Obi-Wan. No, I never played it. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I remember one of the most distinct memories I have is when my mom was setting up her pawn shop. Like, they were putting all the stuff in, yeah. putting in the showcases, filling up games. I had an Xbox, original Xbox, put in Star Wars Everyone. I had a sub from Subway, a chicken teriyaki. Well, that was, it was. This is a vivid memory, man. Well, I mean, your mom's awesome, but also right next to Subway. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I'm eating a chicken teriyaki sub, man, and I'm playing Star Wars Obi-Wan on this Xbox with that huge controller, so massive, yeah. and you could just do, like, backflips constantly. So here I am, like, seven years old, and just backflipping as Obi-Wan through every level. Like, I refused to walk in that game. Everything yeah. was just a backflip. And it was pre... It was pre-Phantom Menace. It was like... He hadn't become Qui-Gon's Padawan yet or something like that, I think. Yeah. Or he was just Qui-Gon's Padawan, and he was on his own mission or whatever. But, yeah. Anyway, great game, and I love it. Yeah. All right. So that is the talk about Star Wars this week. Yes. Of course, it was all over the place. But like I said, I just wanted to get this out of the way. Because yeah. it's something we... Thought we knew a lot about, but maybe then, not that much. Yeah. But so uh, we'll we'll probably do an originals episode at some point, a prequels episode at some point, uh, a sequel episode. They gotta point, finish sure. the sequels first, right? That's well, wrap it up next year. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel, I feel like I, we we could we this is awesome. Or is that wrap it up this year? I'll have to look it up. I'm not sure. I think it's this year. So anyway, I thought we'd end today with talking about what we're going to, like, watch within the next week. Like, what is on your list to of watch? stuff to watch. Yeah, what's wow. on your list? Um, 
what I was going to tell you about earlier, The Dangerous World of Comedy with Larry Charles okay. on Netflix. It's this guy, Larry Charles, he's a writer for Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, wrote, was like Sasha Baron Cohen's partner, wrote Borat, Bruno, Dictator, those yeah. movies. Um, he goes and interviews people, that like comedians that are like not where comedy normally is. Like he goes and interviews like Iraqi comedians. Oh, okay. Or then he'll... He, there's an episode where he like there are veterans that are dealing with like PTSD through comedy and stuff, and he uh, interviews them. Really interesting. Huh. Um, also on Hulu, uh, Nathan for you. See, Nathan yeah, yeah, for Nathan you. for you is pretty good. Uh, right? I just just recently got into that. Um, Nathan, I love Nathan for you. Have you seen Dumb Starbucks yet? Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he actually got sued for that. I know they didn't, they didn't win though, because no. it was an art installation. Yeah, yeah. I, it, that that whole series is just like, how much money can I get Comedy Central to spend? Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's literally just like the like he's pranking people in the show, but yeah. the ultimate prank is how much money can I get this studio yeah. to give me? He was also in the Disaster Artist. By he was, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, movies wise, I'm going to try to finally catch Rocket Man. Okay, still haven't seen it either. I haven't either. Um, yeah, we were talking about that a lot when we first Actually, after this, we want to see the film like the... Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. check it out, yeah. <coughs> uh, so is that it? Is that all your, you got coming up? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, you know, I started watching uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure last night. I love okay. the Bill and Ted. Oh, movies. I love. I think they're phenomenal. It's Excellent Adventure and then Bogus Journey. Yeah, uh, yeah. girlfriend Tori. My, my girlfriend Tori had never seen Bill and Ted, so I was like, I'm going to watch this. And Good. Then, we fell asleep, but we're going to finish it. Which one do you think is better, Bogus Journey or Excellent Adventure? Uh, ask me that question next week when I've watched it. <laughs> you've watched it, when you've sat through yeah, both of them um, and what happened? I will say this, my, my girlfriend has exposed me to something I didn't know really existed. She's evidently a big 90s Pauly Shore fan. So Excellent! I, so, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've had to sit through Son in Law now. That's the one where he's on the farm, yeah. right? Yeah, and he's chasing the pig. Yeah. I love Polly Shore. He's so dumb. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's so entertaining. It, I, I will say, it's not like high film. It's not like watching... No. You know. But it's entertaining. For me, this week, I think I am going to try... I need to catch up on a lot of stuff. Like, I just finished Stranger Things Season 3. We were talking about that last episode. I watched it in a day. Loved it. Thought it was great. I think it's my new favorite season for me. You know, season two, then season one, and season three. Worst to best. What else do I need to watch? I need to catch up on so many things. I can't even keep track. Have you seen The Bodyguard with Richard Madden? You mean the Whitney Houston movie? No, no, no. It's a new TV series. Oh, about oh. the guy that is helping the he watches over the queen or whatever. Yeah. Right? The guy well, from Game like of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I've, I've seen it advertised. I haven't watched it. It's good though. Yeah, it's good. Is it like a is it like a mini series where it's like watch first season and it's done, or is it going to have another season? Uh, I think it's going to have another season. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And that's because uh, there's nothing in theaters really. So The Lion King. Yeah. That's a wait for. I think that's a wait for. That's a, I've for me. It. For me, I don't have kids, so it's like a wait for it to come out later and it's yeah. free. Pay a dollar to watch it, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um. Same with uh. Well, the the Stuber. Yeah, um, Stuber. That's that's another one. I feel like, but I think there's only two things I can think of that are like yeah. new coming out this week. What do you want to talk about next week, man? Because we're gonna guys, we're gonna try and do this weekly from now on. Um, so. do you want to do you want to try to do a Game of Thrones one, mm. or do you want to do something else? I don't know. Game of Thrones is pretty 
it, it's, it's is it just relatively ended. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little overdone. Um, and I, I mean, I haven't watched all the old seasons in many years, so yeah, um, catch up. Um, let's see. Do you want to just talk about do eighties movies or movies from our childhood? Okay, fond childhood movies. Yeah, movies. movies. Like just randomly, we yeah. talk about Howard the Duck. Yeah. Things like that. Okay, that's. Well, I didn't see that until like twenty-two. So yeah, personal memorabilia. Yeah. For our yeah personal nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. Nostalgia. Our movies. childhood nostalgia. Our movies. top nostalgia movies. Sounds good. All right, guys. So want to reach the show or reach out to us? I am at Tristan Corey on Instagram. Zach, if you want to give out yours, you don't have to. Uh, at Zachy Peak on Instagram. Yeah, at, at Zach is on fire on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. I don't think if I am, it'll be at Tristan Corey. I had one a while ago. I can't remember if it's still over or not. So look for me there. I think it's the same as my Instagram name. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can email us at logcabinmedia at gmail.com. Uh, tell us who you are, like the show, or you don't like the show. Give us some suggestions. If you have any comments about what we're talking about, have any suggestions about what we could talk about, let us know. Um, if you have any theme songs you'd like to make for us, you'd like to send those in. Oh, um, I can, I can, I can get some. We can talk okay. about that later. Well, I mean, but if a listener wants to do it, oh yeah, great. We, you know, we may use them one episode and maybe use something else in the next episode. But yeah. if you want us to show your stuff on the air, yeah. then please send it in. So for this week, I am Corey. I'm Zach. And this was No One Cares. They really don't.